A very interesting guest. A man who was very proud on Saturday night when the coronation was taking place. He's the man who built two of the coaches on which the royals travelled. Jim Frecklington. Good afternoon, Jim. Oh, very good afternoon, David. So you were a proud man over the weekend? Uh, yeah, no, I was exceptionally proud, uh, David, uh, especially when the uh, when King Charles and, um, and our uh, Queen uh, uh, requested to use my latest carriage, being the Diamond Jubilee State Coach. That was a gift from the Australian government after you handed it over to the Australian government, is that right? No, no, David, how it all worked, the, the Australian government made a, a, made a, gave a grant towards it, and uh, but basically I financed it myself. I actually mortgaged my home to, to build that coach. Did you really? And, uh, but then it was uh, the, the royal household. They found a, a private donor in Britain uh, who paid them and... Uh, uh, they paid the royal collection, uh, and then that's uh, I was paid for it. Uh, the Australian government they uh, uh, they only made a very small uh, uh, contribution to it, as I say. Okay, a labour of love. Labour of love. That's right, David. Now, so that particular uh, carriage—that's the one that carried the future king and queen uh, on the streets to Westminster Abbey. It's a black one. Can you tell us a bit about about how you made that? Well, the thing is, that coach is different to any of the, any coach that's ever been made that I'm aware in history. Uh, and probably many of your listeners wonder how someone from, especially from Manly, knows a little bit about the coaches. Well, I do come from Australia. I was born out in central New South Wales. When I was young, I actually travelled to London, and uh, I used to work for the, the British Royal Household. I used to look after the uh, horses, uh, both in London and also down at Windsor. And at Buckingham Palace, every Wednesday and Thursday afternoon between 2 and 4 o'clock, uh, the Royal Muse would be open. And it would be my job to uh, show the, the visitors um, the, all the different coaches there, as well as the horses and the state harness. And uh, so that's how I come to know a little bit about the coaches. Then in 1977-78, uh, that was the year of the Queen's uh, Silver Jubilee, and Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth uh, gave approval for several of the coaches to come to Australia uh, to commemorate their very special, that milestone in her history. And I was invited to manage that exhibition. I displayed both those coaches. One was the glass coach that the late Princess Diana rode in on a wedding day from St Paul's. And then when both uh, Princess Diana and uh, uh, Prince Charles back in those times, when they left St Paul's, they rode in a lovely big open coach called the 1902 State Landor. Well, as I say, I displayed those throughout Australia, and uh, I realised so many people loved these old vehicles. And um, so, uh, uh, years later, Her Majesty gave me approval to make a new coach, which was given to her as a gift from Australia to commemorate our bicentenary. Okay, let's just pause there, though. It's one thing to uh, look after them and have them on display. It's another to make them. Well, it is a different thing to make them, but on the, when we brought the coaches to Australia in 1977, and we brought one out on the old aircraft carrier at Melbourne under the decks uh, with the helicopters and other aircraft, and another uh, of the coaches came on a container a ship. And uh, prior to them leaving England, they were very special uh, uh, boxes, something like a, sh a metal shipping container were made, and underneath the bodies of the coaches, they decided to put some support uh, and put some felt on uh, top of that. But they fa failed to realise for every minute the uh, 
vessel was on the water, uh, the the uh, the bodies of the carriages rock would uh, rock backwards and forwards, and they were damaged underneath. So prior to putting them on display, I had to um, do some work on them, and uh, uh, but also. Um, you know, when when you're involved with somebody like that and look after them, uh, you get to know how how uh, every part. You know, basically, I understand how the, all the mechanics and engineering worked. And coming from the farm, uh, you know, I knew a lot about welding and also about forging steel and also bending timber. So, uh, with the knowledge I have, I was able to build the Australian State Coach. And uh, so, basically, you're self-taught. I'm self-taught. Remarkable. Self-taught, because yeah. there's no one in the world that I'm aware of can take you, uh, tell you how to build a new state coach, because in England no one's made a new state coach for in excess of 110 years. Hmm. So basically I'm self-taught, and uh, then after I built the Australian state coach, I think in life we can all look back and say, you know, perhaps we can do better, and uh, then I decided to build the Diamond Jubilee state coach. Originally, that vehicle was going to be known as Britannia because incorporated on the inside, I actually have a hundred pieces of historic material from old buildings, old ships, old aircraft, all to do with the history of Britain dating back almost 1,000 years. And, uh, and the only piece of uh, historic material on the outside of that coach is actually the crown. And uh, when your viewers were, uh, or listeners were viewing the uh, different channels on the weekend. Uh, you would have seen uh, that coach coming along the mall, and uh, that crown is, as I say, is uh, original timber from Lord Nelson's ship. But David, I should say, yep. uh, you know, it takes a whole team of people to make something like this. And uh, uh, you know, I I search the world for the very best people, and we do have exceptional people here in Australia. And one of the most exceptional people is a, a young lady by the name of Paula Church. Now, many of you may know Paula because she goes to the market, the rock squad regularly, nearly every weekend. But she's the person who painted the very beautiful coats of arms on the coach and applied nearly all the gold. And uh, Paula can paint the raw coat of arms probably better than anybody else I know in the world. <laughs> but, but also I have all sorts of other very specialised people I've got wonderful painters like Owen Webb and other great men like Jeff Hanna, who's probably the finest cabinet maker ever Australia's ever known. And um, and then I've got all sorts of other people who do leather work. And uh, so it's it's really been a great uh, team uh, effort to uh, to build that vehicle. Well, I saw the stagecoach when it was being worked upon at a secret location. I won't say where it was. One of the the ladies there was doing the sort of botanical artwork. Yes, well, that would be Paula Church. Um, Paula's been with me now for many, for almost twenty years, and um, as I say, there's uh, no one no one better. You know, she sets a fine example. Of, she works extremely hard, and then she's extremely dedicated. And um, uh, um, you know, I uh, you know was everything I like to do. I, I do like to have Paula with me because. Uh, as I say, no one will do it better. I mean, the attention to detail on that was quite extraordinary. Well, the great thing with Paula's work, especially with the coats of arms, uh, as uh, most people would be aware, on the Royal Coat of Arms we have the lion and the unicorn. And well, one of the very special things that Paula can do is she can paint the eyes and heads of the lion so they follow you. 
like the moment <laughs> leave us. So no matter where you stand, the uh, the uh, the line appears to be looking at you. I know that in the process of doing the the flowers and the symbols of the different parts of the UK, that uh, you were able to rectify previous mistakes. Well, I think when we make, anyone makes anything, especially as a prototype, um, you know, we can always try to improve. And what I've tried to do is, with the older coaches, and, uh, you know, at Buckingham Palace, the oldest uh, working coach that was kept there, uh, that's the Gold State coach, that was made before Captain Cook came to Australia. And uh, that's the, the Gold State coach that was used... Uh, uh, to um, bring uh, the new king and queen back to Buckingham Palace. Well, the, unfortunately, the way it's designed, uh, the, the, it has a very high body on it, and uh, the body is actually, um, uh, the centre of gravity is far too high, and uh, that's one of the reasons why it oscillates or rocks about so much. It does hang on very long leather straps, which are all, there's four of them, which are almost six feet long, and um, uh, it's, it's a little bit like having a, a ship or a boat uh, or a bathtub on the water. You know, it's uh, as I say, it's, it's top-heavy. And, and uh, that's one of the reasons why they uh, use my new Diamond Jubilee State Coach, because I actually have all sorts of hydraulic stabilizers under the body, uh, so it doesn't rock about. But another thing that I have incorporated is uh, electric windows and... Um, uh, prior to me making the coaches, all that kept Queen Elizabeth warm and all the other monarchs uh, prior to uh, travelling in them was a hot water bottle that was put on the floor. Whereas in the vehicles I build, I have a, a very special heating system. And uh, last Saturday in London, uh, prior to those coaches uh, being taken out, those uh, electrical devices would have been turned on. And the temperature inside of the bodies of those coaches would have been somewhere close to 20 degrees Celsius. Yeah, good, a good temperature. Um, that wasn't the only coach, though, was it, on the day of yours? On the day of, uh, we, as I say, we had the uh, Diamond Jubilee State coach was used to convey the, the new king and queen to Westminster Abbey. But after that wonderful service, uh, the, uh, the gold coach uh, it, uh, took the, uh, the, the new king and queen back to Buckingham Palace but just behind that, uh, Prince William and Princess Kate, as well as the children rode in uh, another one of my coaches, being the Australian State Coach. And that is the vehicle that I built to uh, for our bicentenary. And if you look very closely, you'll actually see the Australian coat of arms on the doors and also on the uh, front and back of the body. And that particular coach, the Australian State Coach, has the actual St Edward's crown on the roof of it. And that's that very big crown that was placed on uh, King Charles's head. Uh, and uh, that's the crown that's been used uh, when um, pretty well every monarch has uh, been, been uh, on the day of their coronation in Westminster Abbey. That's, I think, since King Charles I. Is that right? I think it was... No, I'm not exactly certain how far it goes back does go back a long way in history. Yeah, so you would have had to also bone up on all the details of all the artwork and all the bits and pieces, <laughs> I call them that. Well, it's, it's been a great education. I Like, I, uh, you know, coming from the country, although I was, uh, I did go to college here in Sydney, 
but uh, history wasn't one of my favourite subjects. But after obtaining material from great buildings like Westminster Abbey, where every coronation in England has taken place uh, since William the Conqueror's crown there on Christmas Day in 1066. Also, I love looking at other great buildings like St Paul's Cathedral and Durham Cathedral and Salisbury Cathedral. Um, they're some of the great masterpieces when it comes to great buildings in, in Britain. But also, um, not only do I have, uh, you know, timber or material from all those great uh, cathedrals, uh, but I also have material from many of the great ships. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Britain was really known for its, its uh, great ships. Um, and, uh, you know, probably one of the oldest ships I have in there is the Mary Rose, that uh, sunk in 1545. And then I also have uh, some of um, the Royal Yacht Britannia, of course. The, um, the armrests are actually from uh, the Britannia. Then I also have some of the material from Captain, uh, or Captain Scott that went down to the, Antart down the Antarctic, as well as I have part of um, uh, Shackleton's ship, the Endurance. And, of course, we all know that that great vessel was crushed by the ice and uh, but as well as I have other material connected with uh, Shakespeare and uh, as well as Isaac Newton's apple tree and if it wasn't for the great aircraft in Britain such as the Spitfire and also the Lancaster bomber uh, there's uh, uh, we'd all be speaking a different language today so you've incorporated those pieces of timber in your carriage Yes, the Diamond Jubilee actually has all that material uh, set inside, just below the windows, uh, on the doors and also on the quarter panels, uh, close to where the monarch uh, sits. All right, Jim, well, what's next for you now? What's oh, your David, new I always have a few little projects okay. on the drawing board. Uh, I haven't anything to show at this moment, but uh, further down the track I hope to have something nice for everyone to come and see. People probably wonder why I do enjoy making special things. Um, I, I'm a great lover of the uh, items out of the Pharaoh's tombs. I look at those wonderful items and think they were made uh, just on 3,000 years ago. When you look at our land, uh, you know, people have lived in our land for a long, long time. But um, I like to really make something special, using the finest craftspeople I can, and uh, make something that all of Australia is proud of. So uh, hopefully I'll have something new to show you a bit further down the track. Now, you have received recognition from the Queen, haven't you, for your uh, Yes, uh, David, I have received recognition. Uh, I do actually have a Royal Victorian Order that was presented to me by Her Majesty just prior to the Diamond Jubilee state coach being used by the Queen in 2014. I was in London and I received a call that uh, Her Majesty wanted to see me down at Windsor. And uh, I went down there to, and, and had morning tea with both the uh, Queen Elizabeth and the Duke of Edinburgh. And uh, then Her Majesty went and got this special uh, box and said, Jim, we'd like to present you, you with something to uh, thank you for all your wonderful work, not only looking after our horses here at Buckingham Palace and Windsor Castle, but also for making our coaches. So uh, I'm very proud to have a, a Royal Victorian order.
Yeah, that's terrific. Um, I think it's a wonderful story, your story, what what you've done. I, I find it quite extraordinary, the, the workmanship in those carriages. And I, I can't even imagine how someone could work their way through it. It's just beyond me. So you, you look at a carriage and you think, oh, yeah, just a carriage. But when you realise the amount of work that's gone into there and the detail, it is quite extraordinary. Well, it does take me time to make these vehicles, uh, David, at... Uh you know, as I say, uh, and I, you know, I dedicate you know, quite a few years to, to making them. But I've often thought to myself, if they found Cleopatra's chariot or uh, Ben Hur's chariot, what treasures they would be today. Yeah. But no one's ever found those, of course. They found Tutankhamun's in his tomb. But uh, but I feel that these vehicles uh, they become very special vehicles. I, I don't think most people are aware, like, there are so many cars and vans made in every country, All you know, or we have them in every country of the world. But the Royal Carriages become some of the most special vehicles on the earth, and I'm very proud to be involved with making them. Well, long may you continue, Jim. David, lovely to speak to, to you and... Uh, and to all your listeners, David, and uh, I look forward to seeing you a little bit further down the track. Okay, all the best, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, David. That's Jim Frecklington, the man who's built two of the Royal Coaches, and his work is quite extraordinary.